What is up? You're listening to the Three and D podcast. I'm your host Justin Lewis. You can find me on Twitter at j underscore timberfake underscore. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Three and D Pod. We're a part of the Grizzly Bear Blues uh, network. You can find them on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Find them online at grizzlybearblues.com. Make sure you check out the other podcasts on our network: uh, GBB Live, the Core Four Podcast, and the Starting Five. Uh, joining me tonight is pretty much my de facto co-host here in the offseason, uh, Miss Lee Anna Ritter. How are you? I'm pretty good. I feel a little ganged up on with all these Rebels, but I think I'll make it. Oh, see, we're not going to talk about that tonight. We'll just stick to the NBA. <laughs> uh, speaking of, she's, she's referring to uh, our guest tonight, um, a guest that is special to me. A lot of you May not know who he is, but uh, he is one of the reasons that I ever started liking basketball. Um, we met on the playground on Elmore Road. Our brothers practiced football next to each other and started playing basketball. And we've been lifelong friends since sixth grade. Um, went to Ole Miss together. Um, funny story. I don't know if he remembers this, but his freshman year at DeSoto Central, um, I was the manager and he was on the team. And he got – Checked in the game, but I forgot to write him down in the scorebook. And yeah. so <laughs> we got a technical foul when he went in the game because of me. Um, anyways, he is a host of the Unconformed podcast. Um, that is an international podcast from what I've heard. Um, he's been doing big things with that. If you haven't heard that, go check that out. I am speaking of none other than almost Dr. Darius Watkins. What's up, man? Hey, what's goody? Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. I just want to clarify one thing. Uh, we met on a basketball court. It was not a playground whatsoever. Um, I don't hang out at playgrounds <laughs> in middle school. So <laughs> I just want to clarify with that, with that being said, we did meet on the basketball court. <clears throat> yes, and we've we've played ball together for a long, long time. It's been a minute since I moved away. But uh, Darius has an impact on Memphis basketball. It's one of the reasons that I, I've – you know, wanted him to come on because this is a Memphis Grizzlies uh, podcast. He runs a camp uh, in the summers, two or three camps a summer, the 612 camp, um, typically in the Cordoba area. And he is also a, a basketball coach. What school are you at right now? I am at Hanley Middle School, which is in the heart of Orange Mound, Tennessee. Hanley Middle School. We are, we are our own city, Orange Mound, Tennessee. So <laughs> that's where I am. All right, so I've got two people with a lot of basketball knowledge. I do want to um, give out this preface before we get rolling. Darius is one of the few people that has been a Lakers fan as long as I've known him. Known him. So his Laker fanhood is not some jumping ship LeBron type stuff, although he is a Patriots fan living in Mississippi, and that one I will never let him live down. Um, yeah, uh, we were – it was the Super Bowl that they were going to go undefeated. We were at a Super Bowl party, and wow. so I was the that. only right. Giants fan in the party, and he told me he was not going to be my friend anymore at the end of that game <laughs> when we left. Uh, that was a great night for me, um, although he's, he gets the last laugh, not the Lakers or the champions. Whatever. He is still a Grizzlies fan. We've been to plenty of Grizzlies games together. Um, so, yeah, let's get this thing rolling. We're going to talk about the NBA and what, what's going on today. Um, we're going to start with the trade we kind of heard about last night, and that was the uh, Lakers sending Danny Green in the 28th pick to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Dennis Schroeder. And from what I'm hearing is this actually may turn into a three-team trade, and Danny Green may be going to Phoenix. Um, oh, wow. 
I don't know that for fact. That's just what I'm hearing right now. What do you think about this trade, like, for the Lakers? Um, what do you think about it for the Thunder? And then how does this uh, really affect the Grizzlies going forward? Yeah, so I, I think that, like, this trade, as far as, like, this goes, I think it's good for the Lakers. Um, I think it's good for the Lakers and the Grizzlies, honestly. Um, but I think it's good for the Lakers because the Lakers are young. Um, not – they've never been young. That's a joke. Uh, the Lakers have never been young, and they're honestly one of the um, oldest teams in the NBA. So it's good to get somebody like – it's good to get somebody like Dennis Schroeder, who's 27, um, not, only tw- not only 27, but also plays a position of need. And also, he shot 41% uh, on spot-up threes, and I think that that's really valuable for LeBron, um, to have a spot-up shooter, somebody who can be offensively aggressive, and somebody who can kind of take that load off of Anthony Davis and LeBron James when need be. Um, and as far as the Grizzlies, like, I think it's good for the Grizzlies just because, honestly, like, this, I mean, this and the next trade knocks the Thunder out of the playoffs. So that means the Thunder will not be in the playoffs next year uh, based on the way things are looking. Um, so I think that it's good for the Grizzlies for, for that perspective that one team is out. Um, and I think it's good for the Lakers just because they got better and they got younger. Uh, can you just, like, fill me in really quick on what he said? I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he was just – he's talking about the, he's talking about the Schroeder trade. Um, and how it affect you know, how it was for the Lakers, how it is for the Thunder, and how it affects the Grizzlies going forward. Just get your take on it. Um, I, I kind of got the tail end of it, but I totally agree. I think the most important aspect of it is it, that it definitely guarantees that OKC is out. Um, and as far as the Lakers go, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably beneficial that it, it's a little bit of a younger team because LeBron's not going to be LeBron forever, even though everybody thinks he is. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so for me, I think it's a huge win for the Lakers because they pick up somebody of Schroeder's talent level and they're not using any cap space. Um, they just got rid of a guy that was getting the Tony Allen treatment in the finals because he couldn't hit a shot to save his life. Um, Danny Green is not LeBron James. He's not going to last forever. Um, so I think they just stole – Dennis Schroeder. I think the the Thunder probably could have got something better for him, but I think they were in the mindset of making this move to make the next move, um, which is shipping Chris Paul and Abdel Nader to the Phoenix Suns uh, for, if I if I remember correctly, Ricky Rubio, uh, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, uh, Jalen Lecue, and the 2022 20, first round pick that's protected um, different protections all the way into 2024. Um, and I'm going to go ahead. Y'all both have said this, and I, I'm not going to jump to this conclusion that you both did. I don't think this necessarily automatically eliminates the Thunder as a playoff team. When you've got Ricky Rubio, Steven Adams, um, and Kelly Oubre with, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you don't know who's going to play at the four. They could sign somebody. Like, they shocked the world this year and made the playoffs for the team that they had. Like, who's to say that they can't do it again? Now – are they going to be better than a healthy Warriors team? No. Are they going to be better than Phoenix? No. So the odds will say that, but I don't think we can automatically just rule it out. Well, um, I mean, if, if you look at the Grizzlies last year, we shouldn't have been in the position that we were in. And I, I don't think it's fair to ever say that a team will never make the playoffs, but I think it's a pretty – if I was to bet on it, I'd be willing to bet on it. I think it'd be a lot more difficult than it has been. Yeah, Chris Paul was an all-star last year. He was he was fantastic. So losing that is definitely going to make a difference. Darius, what are you about to say? 
Yeah, now I think I don't even think the Thunder want to make the playoffs. Um, I think that they're in complete rebuild mode. So like, I think they could have hired the uh, the the lady coach. I can't remember her name, the assistant coach. They want to hire her, but she doesn't want to be the first woman coach for a rebuild. So like, that's that's who they initially want to hire. So like, I think that like all their moves have said that like we are in rebuild right now. Like from trading Dennis Schroeder to doing all these things, like. They got what, what sixteen draft picks, first round draft picks for the next what five years? Yeah, they have a ton. Yeah, yeah. So like they're clearly in rebuild mode. So it's n- they don't even gain anything. They didn't gain anything this year from going to the playoffs, except getting beat by the person that they traded. So I don't know how that. I don't know how it it, it would help them at all. Yeah. So are you talking about Becky Hammond? Yeah, Becky Hammond, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I think she's coaching waiting in San Antonio. And I think depending on how this offseason rolls out, Pop may walk away depending on what his team looks like because there's talks of DeRozan going. There's talks of LaMarcus Aldridge also going. Pop's mm-hmm. not going to stick around for a rebuild. Um, if Becky does rebuild somewhere, I think it'd be San Antonio. But I agree with you. Like, she's a better option for a team that's, like, on the cusp and let her walk in and take that. Let's talk about Phoenix and the way they made out in this trade, would we say this was an even trade for both teams? Like, based on their goals. Like, Phoenix's goal is to keep Devin Booker and make the playoffs. Thunder's goal is to rebuild. They got off that $40 million contract in, a, in a, like, a 40-year-old point guard whose hamstrings, you never know when they're going to pop. Like, <laughs> is this even, or did Phoenix clearly win this trade? Darius? Now, I definitely think it's even. Um, I think it's even just because Devin Booker wanted this trade. Uh, Devin Booker wanted a, a running mate. Um, you saw what Phoenix did in the bubble. They didn't. They went seven and zero, right? Am I making it up? Um, I mean, eight they no. went eight and zero. They went eight and zero in the bubble. Um, and now you get them a point guard who just brought the Thunder to the playoffs. Um, that you couldn't ask for a better d- deal for them. And he's gonna make DeAndre Aiden better. Um, he's gonna make the game easier for Devin Booker. And he's like, they're going to be better overall. And now they have Chris Paul there. I mean, they're honestly a spot the free agents will want to go to. Um, they will want to go there. Um, the Thunder got rid of that massive contract. And they got a 2022 first round draft pick. And, and the 2022 draft will probably be the first draft in like decades where you can actually draft somebody out of high school. So like they can't go go understated. So I think it was a win-win. Leanna? Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, I would probably agree, but I also think it says more for the Suns that it, it kind of shows that, like, after the performance they had in the bubble, that they're serious and they want to be a contender. And I think they made a pretty decent step into doing so. And not even just for this season, but as far as, like you said, like making it more of a destination for free agents, giving them a reason to want to be there. Um, and I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. When have you ever heard of somebody wanting to go to Phoenix? Um, so that's a great, that's a great point is now you're looking at these, these vet minimums for these guys, these older guys that have been there, done that may want to go there and, and chase that championship. Um, the MLE becomes way more important for them now as well as who they can sign. Um, somebody like a Jeremy Grant who opted out today um, would be a great fit for them. Uh, I, I heard that they're interested in bringing back, uh, Aaron Baines, which would be a good move for them as well. And Dario Saric as well wants to be back. So I think they're going to try to figure those out. Um, let's talk about how this trade kind of, I guess, sets up the landscape for the Grizzlies going forward. We're in a, we're in a situation right now where, yeah, we were a game out of the eight seed 
in the playoffs. And we've all pretty much, especially at Grizzly, Grizzly Bear Blues, accepted the fact that next year the, the Grizzlies may very well have a better record and be a better team, but still miss the playoffs because you're going to have a healthy Warriors team. The Trailblazers aren't going to go anywhere. The Mavericks aren't going anywhere. Now the Rockets may be the team we'll talk about in a second that may be going somewhere. But there seems to be eight to nine teams that are going to be better than Memphis, no matter how good Memphis is going to be. With the Phoenix Suns doing this and the Thunder doing this, I, I saw somebody say that this affects the Grizzlies negatively. Like, we're definitely not making the playoffs now. I'll say what I think for the end. Leanna, I'll let you start. Like, how does this trade impact the Grizzlies' decision-making this offseason and their, I guess, their goals for this season? So – Personally, I know this it's not really a personal question, but looking at basically what everybody else is doing, I think it would be smart to first of all, I wouldn't do anything with our draft picks because we're we're at a tough place to make the playoffs. So why waste a draft pick on somebody who potentially won't do anything and have us in the same position as we were this year? Um, I think I personally think it – I've been saying this for a while, but I think this offseason and this, like, even trade deadline, I don't think it's a good opportunity to do much other than get rid of Dylan Brooks. But, like, I mean, I, I, I don't see – I don't see a point in wasting these resources when it's, it's an uphill climb from here. Um, I mean, like, like we said a few minutes ago, any team can make the playoffs, any team can win on any given day, but I don't think it's worth wasting resources, wasting potential draft picks, wasting money. I I just, I don't think it's a good time to do much of anything other than chill and develop players, but yeah, Darius. Yeah, man, I think that, um, it depends on how you look at things. Um, the Grizzlies tried very, very hard this year, um, and for, unfortunately, we didn't make it. Uh, we, we didn't make it to the playoffs. Uh, fortunately, we were fi- finally able to get rid of that draft pick. Um, so th- that draft pick is now out of our history. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So, like, what does that mean for the future? Like, we can be uh, we can be a mid-level team and collect a participation trophy at the end of the year for being the ninth or tenth seed in the West, and not not have a very high draft pick. Or, I mean. I know this is a Grizzlies podcast, but like my personal opinion is that maybe the Grizzlies should just tank. I'm just gonna say it. Like, like I'm just like honestly, can you imagine John ja Morant and Jalen Green on the same team? That would be incredible. John ja Morant and Jalen Green on the same team. Yeah. And then going into that free agent free agent class with all that money. Yep. So like, I'm just saying like, ninth place doesn't do very much for you. Um, and I because I I think that. I think that the Grizzlies will be competitive this year. Um, I think that the Grizzlies will be good this year. I just think that the West is too stacked. And unless they're going to make – unless unless we're going to decide that the top 16 teams from the NBA go to the playoffs, which we're not, then, like, it it doesn't do very much for the Grizzlies to be a mediocre team. Like, yes, it generates excitement. Yes, it helps with ticket sales. If people can go to games, um, it, it may help with that. But overall, holistically, like, it's not very helpful. So if you're asking me, like, as – Darius as the Grizzly fan would like for the Grizzlies to be competitive, maybe even be a ninth, eighth, seventh seed. Uh, Darius, the GM, would definitely want to have Jalen Green and John Morant on the same team with the opportunity to go in the offseason 
Um, and I'm sorry, but Trey Dylan Brooks or give my wife Rebecca Fritos. Um, and then <laughs> and then pick up I don't know maybe maybe pick up Victor Oladipo or somebody somebody like that. Like the possibilities are endless at that point. Like you have money, you have a high draft pick, and you still may even have the Utah Jazz pick. Yeah. So like, so like to me, the writing's on the wall, and the 2021 class is gonna be the best draft class in a long time. Yep. So like to me, like that's that's what I say. Lana, you better say something. I mean, I, I kind of agree. It just kind of depends on how you look at it. And, like, I don't know. I mean, looking at where we were a year ago, uh, we had basically just changed our entire personality. So, I mean, I don't know. It. I don't know. I kind of agree now. So, <laughs> uh, I, I would go on the record and say that this no – argument. <laughs> <laughs> this this – uh, Phoenix OKC trade is a neutral thing for the Grizzlies. It's just two teams swapping places on either side of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will be better than OKC. Um, they were in the playoffs. Phoenix was not. Phoenix will be. They probably won't be. So it's a very neutral move um, for Memphis. And and I'll just go off with what Darius was saying. Like My one thing about tanking, and we've had this conversation at GBB so many times, to tank or not, I would have to say no simply for the fact that I don't want Jaron and Jaw to have a mindset of losing. I, I want them to continue to be those dogs that go after every win no matter what, even if they're not supposed to win that game. Now, here's what I will say. Say 10 games in the season, Jaron gets hurt again. Let's, let's tank. Uh, you know, let's, let's load management, Ja Morant, you know, protect him for the next season. Um, and you had to lay it on two feet. Yeah, <laughs> teach them how to land on two feet. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, that 2021 draft class, you got Cade Cunningham in it as well. Um, two just phenomenal basketball players and talents that um, if they could put in that backcourt. And then you've got the contracts that are going to be coming off the books, the money that's going to be there. Like, that's – next offseason is the one that we're going to be excited about. Um so I don't think this trade really affects our, our planning for this offseason. But let's talk about one that may change the tune. Mm-hmm. If the Rockets enter rebuild mode and they ship out Russell Westbrook and James Harden and then they just got a bunch of dudes in there and then San Antonio moves DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, which we were already better than San Antonio last year, you're in a position where you could potentially win the division and be in the playoffs and you want as much playoff experience as you can get for John and Jaron at this young age. Like it's so invaluable for them to be able to go into these games and, and see what Damian Lillard had to do for them to win those, you know, win that eight seed last year. Like they see that up close and, and feel what it takes. You know, obviously Jaron was out and didn't get to be a part of that. Um, but is there a scenario in this offseason like that, the Rockets and the Spurs just, just mailing it in where you say, all right, we should change our tune and maybe not stand pat? Because I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be pretty much stand pat unless we take on some contract for another asset. Like, we're not making a win, win move now. We did that when we brought in Justice Winslow. And from what we've heard, he looked great in practice in the bubble before he hurt his hip. So if he stays healthy, like, that's our free agent signing of note that would probably have been better than any free agent we would have picked up this offseason. So we're in like, hey, let's just see how this works mode and then go from there. But is, is there a scenario, Darius, I'll start with you, this offseason that plays out where the Grizzlies are like, 
all right, we've got to jump on this and try to win this year. Yeah, I think that, like, this offseason is going to have a bunch of trades, period. Um, and most, most times in trades, salaries do not work out. I think that, like, where the Grizzlies is as a franchise right now, the best place, the best thing that it can do, honestly, is be the third team in a lot of those trades and pick up a player who you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. If the Rocks are going to trade James Harden or Russell Westbrook, maybe you swoop in and pick up Daniel House, like a household name who can shoot and play defense and, like, can, can bring something to the team. Um, I, I do think that, like, the Rockets are going to disband. I, I believe that personally. Um, so I, I think that they will disband to some capacity. And when they do, um, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Because, I mean, the Spurs, I mean, the Spurs still may trade LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, the Spurs may trade trade LaMarcus Aldridge and they pick up James Wiseman in the draft and all of a sudden they're in rebuild. Like, like what's going to happen like in that regard? So like, I think that the Grizzlies still have to try to be aggressive. But speaking of aggressiveness, another thing I would say is that the Grizzlies honestly need to get tougher. Um, they need to be a tougher team. Um, and I think that when Jay Crowder got traded, like a lot of toughness went away, like from the team. I think since the Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder trade, I actually looked it up today. Um, since the Jay Crowder trade, the Grizzlies are eight and 15. Um, so, and I think a lot of that like results in toughness, like eight and 15 since Jay Crowder was traded. So do you want to go pick up Marquis for Marcus Morris, somebody who you know is just going to bring toughness to the team and just not let you get pumped? So I think that, like, honestly, like, at the end of the day, you just got to make moves to change the DNA of your team. Because, like, you already have talent, but it's about the DNA of the team now. Like, you got a bunch of young guys. Like, like the baby Lakers used to be three, four years ago, and now all those guys are there, Brandon Ingram, all-star, all this stuff. But before that, like, they had to grow. So, like, can you bring in a veteran who's going to help your team grow? Leanna? Um, I, I kind of like where you're going with that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't – I feel like best-case scenario is you might be able to pick up somebody, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody worth picking up. Um, that's – I mean – I don't think there's a whole lot that you can't, I, I don't know. I feel like that's probably best case scenario, but I, I like the point that you have with the experience and somebody who's tough. And that's, I mean, thinking about it now and after you said eight and 15, that's ridiculous. That is what we are missing. I mean, that's, that, that's genuinely what we are missing. So I'm going to throw out a couple of names that I think are, Names that you acquire this offseason, possibly, but don't mortgage anything in the future. And they're, they're names that may also help you win now, um, which is – it's a catch-22 because that draft next year, like we've talked about, I'm stuck in the middle. Like, I don't want to be that purgatory NBA team that's stuck in the, in the late lottery and can't get out of it. Um, I, I want to, you know, cash in on our luck the third time. We got Jam, we got Jaws, let's cash in one more time. And let's be a uh, you know a dynasty rolling forward. Here's the first name that I think is very gettable, and we give up almost nothing for him, and that's Miles Bridges um, from Charlotte. The talk is that he's available. Um, they don't like Batum. I personally think Batum would be a decent guy off the bench, one of those older guys that can you know fill in minutes, spot minutes here and there, like Anthony Tolliver did. Not somebody that like is a rotation guy. You send him Gorgie Dane. You send him Kyle Anderson. Um, you send them maybe a second-round pick at some point and get Miles Bridges. Um, and then another one that we don't know if he really wants out or not, you can send Victor Oladipo 
um, this year, I think you can, you can send the pieces to acquire him, and that's Dylan Brooks, um, Gorgie Jang, um, Kyle Anderson, and uh, a pick or two to get. It's a one-year rental, so that's like that's if like you see that all right, Houston's melded in, San Antonio's melded in. Let's go for Depot and see what Ja Depot and Jaron Jonas Valanciunas and Justice Winslow can do, and I like that lineup. Um, so those two names are the ones I'll start with. Leanna, like, talk to me about Miles Bridges. Um, I would do anything to get rid of Dylan Brooks. So if that's part of the deal, then I want him. Um, I, I don't really want anything to do with, uh, Nicholas Batoon. I just, I don't know. I, I don't feel like he would mesh well. Um, but I, I'd take Miles Bridges. But um, the, the price to take Miles Bridges is going to be Batoon. So you like, you can't have one without the other is what I'm telling you. Like, oh, so you have to have both? You got to have – if you're getting Miles Bridges, they're not going to give him up. <laughs> well, okay, actually, if I can get rid of Dylan Brooks, I want them both. I'll invite him to family Christmas and send him a Christmas card. That's fine. I'll take it. Give or take, whatever. That oh. works. Darius, <laughs> Miles Bridges, talk to me. Yeah, um, I think on Twitter, um, Kyle Kuzma posted that um, he was giving away five Xbox uh, – Xbox, the new Xboxes. He posted he was giving away five of them. Somebody commented and said, no, we want to trade you. We don't want your Xboxes. <laughs> That's how I feel about getting rid of Dylan Brooks. Like, if we can trade you, you can keep the Xboxes, honestly. So, like, I think that, I think that like, if you can get rid of Dylan, Dylan Brooks, I, I, I wish I had his confidence. Like, I'm actually, I actually envy him a little bit because I wish I had that much confidence in life the way he has in basketball, um, his ability to play basketball, for that matter. Um, but I think that would be a good trade. Um, you get Nicholas Batum, somebody who's – Somebody who's older, I don't know how much he actually brings to the team, but I do know that he brings maturity to the team. So, like, he brings maturity. He brings that maturation. Um, and then you get uh, Bridges, somebody who has flashed. Um, I wouldn't say that he's, like, going to, going to be anything definitive, but he, he's definitely somebody who's flashed. And maybe you see what you can do in a year. Um, but, again, you say get rid of Dylan Brooks, so I'm in. Um, <laughs> sign me up today. Like, where, where do I sign? I'm sure the listeners have picked up on uh, one of the reasons that – uh, I've grown fond of having Leanna on the show, and it's our mutual disdain for Dylan Brooks. Outside of her talent is our hate <laughs> for Dylan Brooks being on our roster. Um, no, so Miles Bridges is somebody like – I think one of the things being in a small market like Memphis is you've got to keep your stars happy. And bringing Miles Bridges makes Jaron Jackson Jr. happy. Um, and I think that's a big deal for us. Um, he's somebody that in a bigger lineup with Jaron and Jonas, you can play him at the three. But if you go and move Jaron to the five, you can play him at the four. He's versatile. Um, he's athletic. He can shoot the ball much better than Kyle Anderson. But I know I want to trade Dylan Brooks, but I want to trade, trade Kyle Anderson before I trade Dylan Brooks. Like I, I'm so sick of seeing that guy on the floor and his lack of ability to shoot the basketball. Um, he's got to go. Um, I don't know of any other names really that like jump out to me that I'm like, all right, we need to try to make a move for that guy. Now, Kevin Knox in, in New York, mm, yeah. if, if they were willing to move him for something cheap, I would take that flyer and take that risk and see what he could do off the bench. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to give up anything of any worth. They can have Marco Guterich and Kyle Anderson and they can send me Kevin Knox. Anybody can have Marco Guterich if they want him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's free to a good home. Um, yeah. Let's, let's real quick, as we wrap up, NBA drafts in two nights, I believe. Um, and we're the first GBB podcast to get to tackle that subject. We have pick number 40. 
Um, Darius, have you have you looked into it? Do you know somebody in the draft around the 40 range that you'd be interested in the Grizzlies taking? Yeah, uh, there's this guy named Brian Tyree, a very, very good basketball player. Went to Ole Miss, uh, University of Mississippi, uh, a legend there. Um, but but um, he is like a microwave guy. I think that he would be a really, really good pickup in that range. Um, I think that's somebody who you could honestly trade down for, um, somebody who, who can shoot the ball, somebody who – who's a really good basketball player. Uh, he played well at the Forum, uh, what, last year? Was it last year, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, so last year he played really well there. Um, but, like, outside of that, I can't really, like, speak too much to that. Um, I, will, I will say I am intrigued to see what Minnesota does because I think that if they get Anthony Edwards, like, that may push them closer to being a playoff team, which may push us further from being a playoff team, in my personal opinion. Yeah, that's a good so. point. Leanna, we, you know, we've had our, our GBB big board and mock draft and all that stuff. Anybody at 40 uh, that you're interested in? And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that James Wiseman and Precious Achua are going to be off the board at 40. You can't take them there. Rats. No, um, I – there's not anybody that actually sticks out to me. But I will say, I mean, we, we haven't had the best luck with uh, second-round picks – um, the only one that we've had that has basically made a career out of Memphis is Dylan Brooks. So I'm not looking, um, I'm not looking forward to it too much. Uh, if that's what we have to look forward to. Um, but I don't think it's a complete loss, but I, I'm indifferent. I hear you. Um, to speak on Brian Tyree, uh, I think he'd be somebody that if he's not picked up in the draft, that would be good to put it on the hustle. Um, and play in South Haven and, and earn some minutes in the NBA. I've, he's definitely got – he's got a winner's mentality. Um, he's related to a professional athlete. He knows what it takes to work hard and do that. Um, but he's not somebody that I would take at 40. As, as big as an Ole Miss fan as I am, uh, I, I couldn't take him at 40. Um, for me in that range, it, it was originally Grant Riller, but he is just flying up draft boards um, as the best shooter in the draft. So he's probably not going to be there at 40. Um, I feel like Mason Jones out of Arkansas is a little bit of a stretch at 40. Um, mm -hmm. But if all the other options are gone, then, yeah, go for it. Uh, for me, I think no matter what happens at this 40 spot, you take somebody that has proven they can shoot the basketball. Um, for too long in Memphis have we wanted a shooter and needed a shooter. Our current best shooter is Grayson Allen. Um, he proved it in the bubble. And um, we got Sean Coleman and a half of Grizzly Bear Blues trying to trade the man in stupid <laughs> packages. So um, we, we need to find a shooter that we can develop. Um, I wish we were, you know, in the mid-range of the, of the lottery to get somebody like an Isaac Ocaro or Patrick Williams, just those guys that play defense and, and can spread the floor. But we're not because of Jeff Green. We, we're finally paying that price. The pain is finally going to leave us. Um, it's going to suck if you see somebody at 14 go to the Boston that could have really helped us. But it is what it is. Um, I do see the Grizzlies probably buying into the second round after their 40th. I think they'll draft at 40. I think they'll buy back into the round. that Like they did with Dylan Brooks, they actually bought that pick and drafted him. I think they'll do that again if they see somebody there um, that they like that's dropped. Somebody I'd watched, uh, you know, Desmond Bain, Peyton Pritchard out of uh, Oregon. Pritchard's mm -hmm. a, a Luke Ridenour type player. Uh, could be really uh, solid. I know Luke Redenauer is a, a throwback um, mm -hmm. back in the NBA Live days uh, before 2K yeah. was a thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, that is – that's all we got for for this episode of the, the 3 and D podcast. Darius, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast uh, real quick and where, where we can find it and find you on Twitter. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, my podcast is called Unconformed Podcast. It is the podcast that uh, we talk about several topics. Uh, it's basically to uh, put put on put on a stage, uh, basically diversity and black male thought. So we talk about a lot of things, uh, a lot of topics, uh, a lot of things from Christian perspectives, and then just things that are really, really uh, insightful. Uh, it's being played in 16 countries now. So uh, if you want to be somebody who's taking part in an international podcast, then hey, listen, if not, be lame. It's your choice. Um, but with that being said, it is um, Uncle Forum Podcast. Um, my Twitter handle is uh, D, D as in dog, R as in real dude, because I am one, um, W-A-T-K-I-N, Two zero one two. Again, that's Doctor Watkin, twenty twelve. And if you go there, you will find my my link to all my stuff. Um, our podcast is from Anchor. So, like, if you went to Anchor and you search Unconformed Podcast, you'd find it. If you went to Apple Podcasts and you search Unconformed Podcast, you will find it. If you if you look up Unconformed Podcast, I will not like you. They are our rivals, and they their name pops up all the time. So don't search them. But with that being said, like we do talk about a lot of great things. Um, and yeah, check us out. Listen to one episode. We got two seasons going on right now. Um, so if you would like to listen to it, do it. If you wouldn't, still give it a chance. Like what do you have to lose? 25 minutes, 30 minutes? It's a 30 minute podcast. So with that being said, uh, that's my podcast. Um, Justin, thanks for having me on for real. Uh, Leanna, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all's company. And just time to talk about the Grizzlies, like basketball. What more could you ask for? That's right. His uh, his podcast is a thirty-ish minute podcast. Um, ish. Yeah, ish. Uh, make sure you check it out. And just to be like vulnerable and real with you guys, like back in two thousand eight ish, um, I had a really racially insensitive moment with him, um, and I've learned a lot from him from that from that time on. Um, just out of youthful ignorance and stupidity, um, he was real. Not right away he was real gracious with me. Um, we, it took us a while to get there cause we were young and dumb. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm eternally grateful for his friendship. Um, he's been there since day one and, um, glad to have you on. Um, hope to continue to work with you in, in the basketball camps and, yeah. um, get to feeling better. Yeah, I will. I have COVID. So yeah, I'll, we, I'll get he, to feeling better. he's COVID positive. Yeah. <laughs> Leanna, as always, you're great. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the 3 and D podcast. Make sure you stay on Twitter and look for the Woj Bombs and watch the draft on Wednesday night. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks.